Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We'll talk about TV shows, movies, books, anything where stories are involved. But it doesn't stop there. We want to get you, the listener, involved as well. So if you have a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. So until then, strap in. It's story time. My dear Bagginsons and Boffins, Cooks and Brandybucks, Gobs, Chubs, Hornblowers, Boggins, Bracelets, and Proudfoots. It's prude feet. <laughs> Today is our 100th podcast. Yeah. 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 100 podcasts is far too short a time to <laughs> speak to you, excellent and admirable hobbits. I don't know half as you well as I should, and I like half as less as th- than you deserve. And welcome to the 100th episode of Stories, the true and maybe all fictional, depending on, the, depending on how <laughs> I feel like when I start the podcast, podcast. You almost had it. I remember when this first started, this small, lonely podcast off into the wilderness. And I remember retiring from the podcast game and, and you know, retiring to my island in Kings Park where I live. And I remember leaving some clues, a map, if you'd call it, out there in case uh, in case I was ever needed to return. And some studio equipment. And some studio equipment. <laughs> and I remember one day, so I heard a knocking on my garage door. I opened it, and there was a young James Bryden. Oh, wow, who's he? Well, he was someone who also had heard the podcast calling, but he needed <laughs> a teacher. And so oh, as he yeah, walked up... Yeah. The long staircase to my house. I turned around and took off my hood slowly in the most dramatic way possible and turned around. And then on the steps, he held out something a microphone. But it was more than a microphone, it was an ask. Save the galaxy, <laughs> save my podcast. Yes. And I accepted and took James Bryden under my wing. And then I renamed him <laughs> Jamie Bryden. <laughs> and that is the man who sits among <laughs> us today. Wow. My f- fellow co host and a man who lives by Aaron Burr's teachings, Jamie Bryden. How are you going on this hundredth episode? Well, that's that's the perfect mixture of uh, true and fictional there. Um, I might leave it a mystery. I will do no correcting, but I'm I, I'm very well today, tonight. We're, 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 yeah, tonight. 
That well. is excellent. Now, <laughs> tell me more about your decision to live your life like Aaron Burr. I mean, to me, that seems like the wrong person to pick from Hamilton, but you seem to make it your life's calling to live by Aaron Burr's message of standing for nothing. What, t- tell me more about your decision. Well, he had a really good song that he sung that one time. Wait for it. Yes, I think that was an excellent song. Yeah, and also also the one he did with Hamilton, the uh, uh, Thea Thea Dozier. Theodosia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a great song, but but it's 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 funny enough that you call me Aaron Bird only because of my decision over one tiny little thing known as the skate game that's coming out. I'm going like, yes, uh, I'm easily pleased. Like I'm a I'm a skater through and through, and I get pure joy from skateboarding. It doesn't matter how much. Like I grew up in the night. Na- you know the neighborhood I grew up in. There's no concrete anywhere. So I learned on a mountain, correct? Yes. And there was nowhere to skate. So we had to make do with what we could do. So the bare minimum, I still find joy in the bare minimum. Um, So micro, all these micro transactions or whatever isn't going to phase me. All I need to do is Ollie, kickflip, and do a bit of grinding, and I'll be happy. And that apparently that makes me Aaron Burr. That does make you Aaron Burr because, you know. You were also saying that EA is a good company and they're not going to screw the customer over. And I, I was like, I going, have I you have you met EA before, Jamie? Actually, um, I did not say that at all. You assumed that because I said it's one game. It's a skateboarding game. I will enjoy it regardless and not pay a cent. You see, when I hear that, all I can, all I can hear is talk less, smile more. I don't know, some pretty good <laughs> advice. Talking less, not, smiling more depends yeah, on depends yeah, on your job. No, just, if if, just, you're, if just, you're if you're auditioning, if you're if you're on stage for say Miss Universe, sure, that's great advice. If you're um, a world leader, probably not the best advice. If you're in retail, yes. See, there, there's there's a lot of lot of you know situations. You you know what I love well, about works. you know what I love about retail. I used to work retail myself um, mm-hmm. before you I found out work in a jewelry that, store. Correct. I've worked many jobs before I decided I wanted money. The best thing about retail is the ability to smile at someone and not look at them in the eye. And you see, I love going to stores where where these 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 jaded workers have mastered the trend of trying to pretend to be friendly, but they never look at you in the eye because they're dead inside. It is it is a masterful <laughs> yeah. it is a masterful trait that, yeah. uh, and, I, and I and I still think it's 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 a skill that's lost. Yeah, that you can only learn it in retail. Where if you look at someone and they're like, you just have to look at them. It's terrible. Yeah. So you just look sort of past their head to their forehead, yeah. and then you, not really to their eye, but you're know, close enough. Yeah. Did you ever use this technique, Jamie, when you were talking to people? Not really. Or were you one of look, those psychos that looked people in the eyes? Look, no. Look, there's an evolution. Well, it depends on how attractive they were. Um, ding, ding, well, ding, ding, ding. No. And but, if they're um, attractive, you won't be looking at their eyes, then, aren't you? No, oh, no, you do. <laughs> I do every time because um, they're so pretty. No, but like if we go back in time to the like the days when, you know, I was your boss briefly when I was like 17 years old, I was your boss. Um, that is correct. Yeah, that was that was funny time. Look, I, I you know, I hated customers back then at, at the supermarket days. Um, and yeah, like I, I would it did not take me long to be jaded at all. Like there were times where someone, a customer would come and go, hey boy, hey boy, have you got any of this? And I'd go, yeah, no worries, I'll just go have a look. And I'd go and have a look, but I'd never, I wouldn't come out. 
Are you sure I, that, that when they say boy, they didn't speak more like a boy, boy? No, because tell me, I think she was a short Italian woman. You sure she Greek. didn't come up to you and say, Hey, boy, listen here, boy. No, no, do you have any of them high quality milk products? <laughs> no, no, because they'd always ask me for things that weren't in my aisle or in my department because I, I was in the freezer dairy kind of section and then they'd come up and go excuse me have you got any packets of chips <laughs> and i'd be like so that that's one of those fun things that you don't know about the supermarket if you haven't worked at one you don't know where everything is no because they're constantly moved you know how many times i mean packing the freezer and someone comes around the corner walks past the eggs and then comes straight up to me goes excuse me where's the eggs and then i just point to where they just walked past and I went oh silly me and i got really annoyed at the oh silly me because you know a lot of customers are like npcs you know they all say the same thing they have about five or six lines that they repeat yeah. correct Absolutely. which I, I used to always think it was the um people that work at the supermarkets behind the checkouts and all that you know i thought they were the npcs but no 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 no, 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 that, no, that, no, that, no, that's a valid point. Now, like I said, in life, the life lessons that we all learn is there's only really two times you want to look someone in the eyes when you're killing them. And when so you're you making can... love? <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Definitely not. When you're making love, you want to be you want to be focusing again right behind them, thinking about baseball. But the point is, <laughs> there's only two times you're looking them so in the eyes when you're stabbing them and killing them so then you they you, you so they know that finally vengeance has been wrought they thought that that time then when they killed your family that they got away with it all those years passed they thought they were living free and then finally you could stab them and say remember me in that in that small farm when you ran over that family i found you mm -hmm. and your death is certain and the other time is when you're telling them something exciting, like Jamie, you're going to like our sponsor. Oh yeah, um, tell me, Chris, do you do you like werewolves? I do, in fact, enjoy a good werewolf. And I already know that you like romance because of that movie you love so much. Um, love in the villa, love the, the villa. greatest. The again, the yeah. fact that there's no Emmy talk on this movie is is an, is an atrocious. Well, uh, give is, give it time. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. Um, so so you established that. Now, do you like? protagonists that are modeled off the smallest cavill um out of the cavils who is still huge henry cavill um i, I do i do enjoy characters that are modeled after the of, of the cavils absolutely then you will love rebecca castle's rising dawn series where it is all about characters modeled off um henry cavill werewolf romance but not the typical werewolf style now i'm a huge fan of werewolves or any particular story where they do things a little bit differently and that is exactly what rebecca castles does with her characters in the werewolf romance rising dawn series available on amazon in kindle and paperback oh is there really a paperback version Jamie? yes there is there is a paperback that's good to know because if you are a true book fanatic I've never gone over to someone who collects books or reads books and then, and then they go, oh, I have a huge collection of books and they just show me their Kindle. I've never seen that before in my life. They have a shelf. I want to see that. No. <laughs> oh, I, I want to see that. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, would they have individual Kindles on their shelf for each book or would they just have like... Well, 
there's basically like this littered room where there's one Kindle. And as you, oh no, it's a black room. And as you walk <laughs> in, like lights flash as, yeah. as, as they make a staircase or, or, or at a pathway to their one Kindle with all their books. So it's like Cerebro in um, X-Men. <laughs> Essentially. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm almost, almost, for some reason, I've got this picture of a guy in a trench coat who, who you know, approaches people in the street and opens up and goes, check out my Kindle. And he starts scrolling through his books. Yeah. Hey, hey, buddy. Do you want to read a book? <laughs> and shows him one Kindle. <laughs> yeah. But you, but yeah. you, you, you know book people. And, you, and you know, if you do in truly love a series, you have to buy the paperback. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Hard hard copy if they have available. I know that most top authors don't do them because they're horrendously expensive. Yeah. But to support your author, yes, you can buy it digitally. And, you know, Rebecca Castle has been a friend of the show. She's been on a few times. I think we should try to get her back on to talk about all things, um, you know, because I have questions about the implied incest in her story that I really want to get sorted <laughs> oh, out. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so right. I, do, I, th- I do think we should have her back on. But if you want to support this show, if you want to support your authors, make sure you do buy the paperback. Because, again, yeah, when the robots rise up and the Kindles lead the charge in the war... Mm-hmm. We will not have access to our Kindles. We will need our paperbacks. Yeah, and and even even for people on the other side, mate. If you if you get offended, you can't do a book burning if it's on a Kindle. Like, You're right. Is, how can is, you get? How how would you burn? Now, how would that happen? Would you do it, a, it would be a ceremonial delete. It's like, are you, you sure? Send, yes. Would you send like burn multiple Kindles? But Kindles are expensive. Like that. No, like, no. It, it would be a delete. You'd have to delete them off your Kindle. That'd be the equivalent. But then you see that's bad because they're still in your library, so you can still just download them again. No, but then they, you know, they delete them off the, off the marketplace or whatever. Um, yeah, but um, burning, you know, nothing like. I was about to say there's nothing like a good book burning. But well, <laughs> the, the only books, the only books I burnt were my school books when I left school. Let's um, be honest, Jamie. You've burnt, you've burnt a few books in your time, haven't you? Mm-hmm. School books, yeah, school books mainly. I mean, who hasn't burnt a school book here or there? Now, let me ask you a question, Jamie. Yep, how do you get a country girl's attention? How do I get a girl, a country girl's attention? The answer is obvious a tractor. Oh, Oh. (laughs) wow, wow, yeah, okay, that's one. Why are elevated, why are elevator jokes so classic? Because they work on so many different levels. <laughs> oh, dun, 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 dun. I don't think you're supposed to laugh at your own jokes. Uh, what, Jamie, one, one, final, one final question that, okay. that, I, that I do have to ask you. Oh. What did the police officer say to his belly button? Oh, I should know this, but no. You should know this one. Tell me. You're under a vest. <laughs> wow. Okay, wow. Wow. My wife asked me to stop singing uh, Wonderwall. Said maybe. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. There you one. go. You know, I believe that <laughs> that is how you tell a real sense of humor. If you, you've mastered a dead joke, yeah, in its in, in its pure raw essence. Speaking of of uh, sense of humor, <clears throat> um, you have finally gotten around to watching Resident Alien, and I can tell you this, and. and I wanted to watch it. So basically what I did was you, 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 brought it over, it. <laughs> you, you brought it over and you brought me four episodes. 
and it was it was spectacular because i too have wanted to say to people how stupid they are and how terrible they are and <laughs> what, a, what a horrible prime so i really relate to the main character i really relate to, i really relate to him uh, harry i really relate to him as a person and i do and believe he's, alien <laughs> and his doctor bedside manner is fantastic and yeah. you know when the old man asked him how long he's living, he's like, do you like Christmas? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you watch it June. I was like, honestly, yeah, I was, but then I wanted to watch it. So then I was like, okay, where do I, where do I get a subscription? So then I was like, it's on stands. Like, okay, great. It was like free trial. I said, oh, you've already used your, this one credit card. So I was like, fine. So I opened up a prepaid card. <laughs> Signed that in, so then watch it, then cancelled it because I watched it within like a day, so I don't need it within thirty yeah. days for Stan. And then I was looking for season two, and it's and it was only on nine now. And then there was ads, uh, and I haven't watched TV with ads for a while. But I I forgot how many ads they put in an ad block. It's not like it's one ad. It's like no, it's like six five ads. minutes of ads. Yeah, yeah. So then I was going. So you know, I paid the twenty two dollars on Google Play to buy the full season, <laughs> wow. season two. Yeah, and honestly, I'm watching through it now, and uh, like I said, I can see why you liked it. Yeah, because the mayor's wife the, the, is the definition of you know you've heard the term milf before. You, <laughs> and I mean that's a, that's a fine that is a fine woman. I would yeah. say that that again. Um, They're trying to do this whole thing with like he might like that sort of like the redheaded like uh, skier girl, whatever. What the mayor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, well, they they went. I don't know how far you are into it, but they used to date in high school. Yeah, yeah. So they're, 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 they're trying to in season two. They seem to be like going. Oh, there's something still there. I was going. No, the 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 she he has a wife that enjoys BDSM role play with wax. Come on, like again. <laughs> yeah, that's a winner. That is a um, you know. What now? What did you think? A it's Jedi been... in the streets and a Sith in the sheets. That's just yeah. a winner. That yeah. is a winner right there. Now, what what did you think of the alien guy in season one at the convention? aliens again (laughs) and the thing that i found the most funny about the show the thing i really enjoyed was just basically him and food where where it's just a primal thing that he wants to eat because you know he wants to live and so basically you know he would steal people's food and he basically take their coffee and then with the alien guy was you know going i'm leaving because i'm out of the fruit (laughs) (laughs) and and i'm not eating this one because it tastes like old woman's perfume or something like that again his his delivery is just amazing. I can see what you mean now, and but the thing I actually found the funniest of all is actually just the introductions, where they show the right way of doing things and then the wrong way of doing things. Yeah. You know, with that with the little cards, like the the helpful yeah. cards at the beginning. Yeah. The baseball one was the funniest, where it shows like tick him hitting the ball, cross him hitting the guy, but hitting hitting the back stuff just <laughs> with yeah, the baseball yeah, bat. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that was just again, it's it's something so small. Yeah, but it's just it makes it, it works on so many different levels, yeah. and again, I'm really enjoying the show. Yeah. But let's but we also have to talk about something else as well. Mm-hmm. You watched Rocky, I did watch Rocky for the first time, well, the, the original time. 1970 Rocky. What do you think of it, sir? Oh, look, I, I liked it. Um, uh, yes, we did need some subtitles. Um, Stallone does mumble a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, but um. No, but look, it for when it was made, it was quite exceptional. Um, I'm yep, I'm not yep. a huge fan of boxing. Like seriously, probably the only time I got into boxing was Daredevil <laughs> and Real Real Steel. You know, um, you need those kind of great actors to pull me in. 
but uh, but you know you know I liked it and I liked the the um look it was well written mm-hmm. and I have such respect for Stallone because of the whole story behind how he made that film um and look Apollo Creed was great I love I, I love Apollo Creed and yeah. uh, again and you sort of saw and you mentioned before that you know everyone has stolen from this movie. Uh, I don't think yeah. there's a single oh, yeah, movie yeah. that hasn't literally yeah. stolen something from this film. Yeah. yeah, like we're just sitting there watching it going, connecting it to everything, like like the training montages, training montages, the, the running up the stairs. Um, yeah, like and, and then also Michael Bay with, with p- putting oh, glasses yeah. on women, going, look how much of a nerd she is. It's like yeah. you know. <laughs> I, having said that, again, I respect Lord Michael Bay, the, the legend himself. Yeah. And as you were mentioning as well, you watch that movie with Adrian, you're going, is she getting more attractive as the movie goes on? He's going, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the whole point. That's the, again, yeah. it's, they don't just take a Victoria's Secret model and put glasses on her. They also like change yeah. her hair, play her down. But Michael yeah. Bay doesn't, Michael Bay's not in for that shit. No. So it's like, it's like Michael Bay meets Ugly Betty. The Ugly, Correct. Betty, Ugly Betty show. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, no, look, I loved it. But I also, I started watching this show just on a whim. Mm-hmm this week and i've already watched you know three seasons um the 100 yeah. oh yes i'm a familiar i've watched i think i've watched two seasons of that so far oh, uh, what do you f- think of it the first two seasons like the arc was amazing mm-hmm. and i, I love I, I just love the concept again like it's who, who doesn't love lord of the flies again like yeah well it's, it's not just that it's like there's a touch of horizon zero dawn in it mm-hmm. there's you know there's the lord of the flies there's the um it even has a Stargate feel, primarily because of the Canadian it's, woods. Because it's shot in Canada, <laughs> yep, and it's all and it's all Canadian, it's all Canadian actors, and yep. yeah. But then there's like I just I just watched season three. It's all about an artificial intelligence that um, takes over people's minds. Um, oh, so they've gone full Horizon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, but the you have to give consent to being taken over. So interesting. Gets, so, but it gets to the point where it's like, um, all right. I'm going to kill this person if, unless you say yes. Like it gets to that extreme. Oh, okay. So, like, like you know. So it's um, like a it's so it's it's a it's just the mafia tactic. It's like going, you gave consent, but because I'm the mob, I I made sure you had like every reason I'm, to give consent. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or other things that will probably get us shut down if, if I say it, um, <laughs> relating to the last couple of years. But uh, no, because there's this scene where like there's the mother standing on a on a bucket ready to hang herself and she's like just do it just do it just Ooh. do it you know and then she kicks the kicks the bucket out from her and then you know um but yeah now, that's in yeah. of that show um my favorite characters were those there's two that i really really liked one Lindsay morgan's uh raven reyes oh raven's that. amazing i love yeah, her I thought, you know um and what was that? And there was the the the. Is it John Murphy, the other guy? The uh, it's the um. Was he like the heaps murdery guy at the start who almost got hung? No, there's there's the there's the um crazy there's the guy who took over like um. Bell, there's Bellamy. Bellamy, yeah. And there's there's the other there's the 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 guy who's like his rival, but Finn. the good one. Yeah, I think it might be him, Finn. like the the good yeah, one. Yeah, or... what I love is the ta- the character growth mm-hmm. is yep, is amazing. Yep. It's you. You just see this. It's like it's humanity on yeah, a Finn. Like, that's it. That's the one. Finn. Yeah. yeah, like Finn. It's but it's like it's you're seeing the depravity of man. You're seeing hard, tough moral moral choices being made, 
you're seeing people owning up to their mistakes. Are you seeing this like it's like a almost like a expose of, on human character and how far people are willing to go? It, this show was uh, seven seasons. Yeah, it's seven. I'm um, up to season four. So seven seasons, a hundred episodes. Yeah, which is pretty um, funny. Do you think they aim for that? Because it's called the 100, and then there's 100. I episodes. reckon. I would imagine they probably were probably thinking about canceling it. And then, like, someone said, "Hey, come on, we are so close to 100." They went, <laughs> "Yeah, oh. yeah." Um, but look, even the even the the, the lines, the dialogue, like that. I love that Lincoln character. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes along and goes, uh, says a line that says, "We all have a monster inside of us, and we're responsible for what happens when we let it out." You know, it's such a good line. That's... Yeah, and you know, one. I think it was it was like the 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 first the first main tribe chick. Um, I can't remember her name. Alexa, Alexa, or something like that. Mm. She says, uh, "Victory stands on the back of sacrifice." You know, uh, brilliant lines. But the the one annoying thing about that Alexa character is, oh, I was watching an episode today, and she, she like so she's got this accent. And then she just screams in the air, okay, you're Australian. Because when she got angry, she went a little bogan. <laughs> like she is act- Australian. Um, yeah. Alicia um, yeah. Devankani. Um, she, yes, she's an Australian. Yeah. So, so um, is the other main trick, um, Eliza Taylor, I think her name is. And she is um, a, she was born in Sydney. So she's superior like the rest of us uh, who were born in Sydney. Um, yeah. Yeah, genetically. But like, yeah. But she's a cool character. But she, just when she got angry, her accent just went, I'm Australian. <laughs> Like and, look, you know, the accent slips sometimes, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, it's just that's the only time I noticed it in two seasons. Um, yep, yep. But yeah, look, I, 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 I love believe the she's actually now gone on to Fear the Walking Dead as uh, her next project in terms yeah. of um, TV series. So again, yep. very good to see an Australian actress or actor or you know yeah. do well. But you know, I put it on as a whim, and I quite enjoyed it. I like how it's all connected, like from. You know the tribe to the mountain men to the to the reapers. So there's these three three different groups in the first season, first two seasons, and then they kind of they're all connected in one one mysterious way. But um, yeah, no, look, I loved it, and I'll keep on watching it. it that's you know, it's it's always good to have. You're you're a big fan of the sort of um, uh, post-apocalyptic sort of thing. Yeah, I do. I, as long as it's done well, you know, not cheesy, but like that's rare. Um, you know, like Book of Eli is great. Book of Eli. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not a, not a huge fan of the Resident Evil later movies. Like so, the first the first two's all right, but you know that when it after those, I was kind of like, eh. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, I don't know. I just got, you know, same old, same old. Yeah. Speaking of Australian actors in post-apocalypse, have you seen the show The Outpost? Oh, the, the show? Yes. There is a show. I don't think I have. Basically, again, post-apocalyptic based on, you know, uh, but rather rather than being all, rather than going all feral, they're all like basically swordsmen um, yeah. and, you know, knights. So, you know, Nights. Oh, so so almost like that that show was a great show that was ridiculous with you know everyone got stabbed but didn't bleed. Um, ah, revolution where basically revolution, the arm yeah. cut was the most yeah. deadliest thing in the in the entire yeah. in the entire thing. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, but it has a strange actress Jessica Green in it, and I thought it was mm. also a, 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 
uh, a great a great little show. I'll but speaking of, of things worth watching, so this week I checked out like everyone else on the internet, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runner on mm. uh, net on Netflix, and yes, the it's it's like since that's come out, the amount of people now going back to play Cyberpunk has actually gone through the the, <laughs> the roof. Funny that. Uh, funny that. Because it's again, it is so well made, it's so well done, and amazing score soundtrack. Um, it's exactly what you know. It's actually it's exactly what the game should have been when it launched. Like you know, it, you know, del- yeah. delving into that cyberpunk, and I'm really. It, it's actually good that they sort of like kept going with it, and it was a really amazing. Um, you know, there's a tie into the because it's, it's set in the same game universe, and actually, there's a tie in um, that people were. were I've noticed now several months ago you, you go to a bar um and they sell drinks for basically all of like the dead and famous like um yeah. edge runners and or, or, you, know, you know johnny silverhand and there's one that there's this drink called like the david martinez and the goes what does that mean? Who, what's that who's that <laughs> and then you watch the show and you're like oh my god it's him yeah <laughs> again but you know it's the, and the thing about that i liked about the cyberpunk the show and also the, the universe and uh, this is not really a spoiler you don't win in cyberpunk you don't win in the in the cyberpunk genre you just do you just do a little better than everyone else does yeah and so it's, it's like you survive know, you can't beat the corporations yeah. but you can just you basically it's like this whole thing you can't beat them but you can as you're about to die punch them in the face yeah. so hard that they'll remember it <laughs> yeah and then die and then yeah. and there's this amazing line in it where that you know they don't you like um, you don't become a famous edge runner by you know for what you do. You you become a famous edge runner by how you die. It's a it's a, yeah. it's a great you know you, same thing with that you know like you like you know, Ned Kelly and the outlaw things you know yeah that's what an edge runner is an outlaw yeah um and sticking it to the government or in this case the corporations which is basically the government I yeah. I, I do enjoy the the I enjoy a good I enjoy a good uh, yeah storyline that the other show that obviously that. I'm huge fan of now, and as is everyone else, apparently on the in the world, House of Dragons. Who mm-hmm. can forget Matt Smith again? And there was this post that's really funny, where it basically says like, "I wonder what atrocities Matt Smith's characters are going to do in this episode." Dot dot dot, and how I'm going to support that. <laughs> <laughs> and there's now there's another yeah. there's another thing where it basically says Matt Smith's character could basically burn down an orphanage, and I probably would still support him for doing so. And it's very clear that you know he is he isn't he's is carrying the show by himself. Yeah, I've never seen again. I, I don't really believe in those big award shows and things. But again, if next year the man doesn't win an Emmy for the best actor, there is something wrong with the process. Yeah, because and it's maybe and maybe it's not fair for all these other actors, but they 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 just every he outshines everyone in every scene yeah. he does because it's Matt Smith. Yeah. And next week they're going to replace the whole entire cast because everyone's going to age up like significantly. So they've got all the actors because um, these actors that that you that were cast second, they cast the original, they cast yeah. the older ones first, then they cast these ones to sort of look the who looked like the yeah. older ones. So that's actually smart. They didn't change Matt Smith's actor because Matt Smith. So you don't kick out Matt Smith. You keep him going yeah. as long as you possibly can. And um, and I saw him in some. I've never like I've saw him. I know I know him from Doctor Who, but I've saw him in a few interviews. He's a completely different person to his character, which even makes it even more like you know, it yeah. makes it you know it, 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 even more incredible. So, yeah. 
Uh, I know that I know that you're not a fan of that show, Jamie. But no, I haven't watched it. Look, I I probably will watch it when, when uh, I get around I think, to I it. I think you. Sh- I, know, I know that sort of you sort of gave up Game of Thrones after sort of the Red Wedding. Yeah, honestly, and that's where that's to the point where they were faithful to the book. So that's probably yeah. that's also probably a good spot to leave it. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like for this series, you know, it sounds like um, George R. R. Martin's actually sort of more on board with this one, and you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to finish his book now, so that's fine. Whatever, thank you, thank you. Um, and you know, HBO and um, Warner Brothers are hemorrhaging funds, and so they need successful things, and so yeah. they are just going to make shows that are good and that people want to watch. So I'm, um, you know, yeah. I'm happy, like, you know, happy for that. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see Henry Cavill and um, Matt Smith do something together. Well, there was again. It, this is only rumors. There was rumors that they're trying to get Henry Cavill in House of Dragons, and oh, then basically you would have then Henry. Cavill. But the, 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 yeah. is that too much to have the Witcher play in House of Dragons? I don't know. <laughs> would he just wear his Witcher costume? Well, um, he would because if, if, if they cast him as a Targaryen, he's got the perfect blonde hair. Like you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but having said having said that, I don't want Henry Cavill in House of Dragons. I want him to. I want. I want to show about. A, the first Targaryen to conquer Westeros, Aegon the Conqueror, mm, yeah. and I want that to be Henry Cavill because he is perfect for it. And then who are they going to? Then obviously they have to find two women to cast as his sister wives because you know who doesn't love a good love story between sisters and brothers? Targaryens <laughs> love a good love story between sisters and brothers. Yeah. Now that was implied incest. Um. Yes, and, and, and I do again. That's why I needed to talk to our, to our sponsor, <laughs> Rebecca Castles, and because again, the book implies incest because they're all like from the same bloodline families but again i was also i, I do want to ask that question on you know yeah get it on record get it on record <laughs> in terms of you know and then also i, I want to understand in her future works will she uh, delve deeply into into that a bit more uh because again um mm-hmm. it would be interesting to understand her, her her creative process and how much of it is implied incest or is it how much of it is just you know not at all yeah leave it to interpretation um. <laughs> there are some things that are good for interpret to uh, leave it to leaving it things to interpretation, but there are some mm-hmm. things that you know that should be uh, implicitly implied. Yeah. Yep. 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 Now, speaking of things that are implicitly implied, uh, do you have anything else you want to add into this conversation before we break into our main topic, uh, James L. Um, L. Bryden? No, no, I'm ready to ready to go. I do have some fun facts about our topic, but that's that's about it. All right. Now, on our topic, we are talking about a medium that has now, someone might would consider it almost the lost art of the medium. Even though the medium's new, these sorts of artifacts within inside the medium are on the way out almost. There are many companies that said that this medium is dead and the focus is, should be more about player engagement and microtransactions and skins and loot boxes mm. we are of course are talking about the art of the single player storyline and how sometimes that are the stories that they these developers and writers tell are the most memorable things that we see you know in media and i know jamie you've been very disappointed with the modern film and the modern movies and things of that nature so obviously it's for you is it good to have that the single player game still be able to tell the stories you want to hear? Oh yeah, definitely. But um, look, I'm, I'm not entirely disappointed with modern film. It's just hard to find one that's you know unique. Like you know, I think the most recent one that 
you know, was fantastic was Prey, just from a story. It was like a typical old school, almost hero's journey um, kind of film that's done in a way that you know, like it's almost predictable, but you still enjoy it because of its remnants of the past. Just made There's nothing modern. wrong with a predictable storyline. Yeah. The best way I could put it is not every storyline needs to subvert your expectation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Again, if I'm going to Jamie's Steakhouse, known for yeah. its best prime cut <laughs> ribs, best want prime, steak. <laughs> I want to go there for steak. If he then came out and served me fish tartare a la carte with seashells on the side and go, aha, is your expectations not subverted? I'd say, no. Now, now, Chris, hear, hear me out. What if it's, um, you know, it's my steak, my steakhouse. Jamie's Steakhouse. Jamie's yeah. Steakhouse. Mm -hmm. And I come out and it's got the old school cover. Yep. I put it on your plate and I take it off and it's like, haha. And then it's like just, full, you know, beautiful salad. Maybe with little little hints of bacon in it just to tease you. And then I go, ha, and then I take that off and then there's steak. Well, is see, that now, now that is, is that a good subversion of my expectations because you've lowered yeah. it. You've, 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 bring, you've brought me to the brink of sadness. Only then to show, aha, no. Oh, I have <laughs> had the steak all along. Yeah. And it would be even better if then, you know, the hostess was Cat Graham, and I would then sit down and enjoy nice <laughs> again. But we, again, I digress. I, we, we, oh, um, I'm sorry. Well, if, if we're making stories, then, then within my um, <clears throat> Jamie Steakhouse, all my waitresses will be modeled and, and waiters will be modeled off Cat Graham and Henry Cavill. They will be the people that are walking around. See, and this is why I think we should advance cloning to a point where we can start cloning people. Really, like, but do do you see the problem in that? I do not. What do you, where, where where do you see the problem? Well, like obviously, like because then that means just from a legal standpoint, you know, what stops Henry Cavill clone going down to Henry Cavill's bank and accessing Henry Cavill's funds? But you see, here's what, the what, thing. what if what what if Henry Cavill, the clone, hops in a car and intentionally run someone down will the real henry cavill be in trouble or no and and this is this is the thing when i talk about cloning people i don't talk about bringing them to the exact age with the exact memories that they are now no that that that, that would be the you know the we've seen that how the schwarzenegger moves end with that scenario so we, we know how bad that could potentially be no what i'm talking about is we clone them as babies because i still maintain that their life experience would change them so much by the time they're an adult, they would no longer be the Henry Cavill. All they right, would no yeah, longer okay. be the Cat Graham. Yeah. They, they would look like those individuals, but their personalities, but, but because of their life lived experience, yeah. would be different. So, so real time. So they come out as a baby 20 years later. Correct. Real time. We've got a, no. and, then, and then they could possibly continue act, act. If he's trained in acting, he could continue to Correct. act forever. That way, if we had the, the technology right, we could essentially have cloned Mark Hamill and then basically, you know, by the time he's ready to retire, we'd have a new Mark Luke's Hamill ready to go. <laughs> and then we could I have could... basically, think about that. I just basically that. A, but, you know, but we'd, it's not just one Mark Hamill. We'd yeah. clone 10 of them and then basically make them compete to see which one, <laughs> which one is ready to become the Luke Skywalker. 
Luke but then they, then they wouldn't have scheduling conflicts. <laughs> but how many? Imagine we we could clone the entire <laughs> cast of a movie and then go. We are going to film the Infinity Saga in one year <laughs> because there is there, there is like twenty two versions of, of Hemsworth. There are twenty, and we just you know film it all in one year and then basically have this huge again. There'll be no continue like there'll be no like you know continuation errors there'll be no like you know because yeah. you could sit down and shoot that entire storyline and you know think about a tv series you could sit down and shoot seven seasons in one year because you have seven <laughs> versions of the actors and yeah. seven production crews filming it all at the same time come on like i can get behind that like i really can yep yep um, so you know when you put down when when they start the series you, you don't have to wonder like oh what if, what if they you know think about this with child actors when they grow up too quickly and then all of a sudden they yeah. age and then it's oh. like no that's not even that's not even stranger things <laughs> stranger things <laughs> exactly we could have had 13 seasons of them with the the right age yeah but then but then you know i gotta say like look i don't love long running shows that's because you have no soul no but i want to feel satisfied because you, look, you want an ending no i i want it to end before you know uh it, become stale or you know you know what i mean like they're out of ideas or like, i mean if it's if it's like it's different if it's a planned 13 season yeah no i i completely planned, agree but you, you know, want like, a satisfying ending i'm i'm ready for cobra kai to end but this, because they've had a strong five seasons oh, had, uh, but, you know but it's like do you keep going like will, will it run the risk of it you know them doing something <laughs> that uh you know um ruins it well they've already run the risk of too much danny larusso they've already given us way too much daniel daniel larusso yeah but i don't way. know it's still it's been each season has been solid and like it's just it's just you know the, the things that you personally don't like like prison arcs i love oh that my you, god that was the worst you, you, you complain you complained about daniel russo more than you complained about your favorite prison arcs um <laughs> again the prison arc of this one wasn't again it was bad i get it like but it wasn't like it was like it was manageable does that make yeah. sense like i could because, manage because there this. wasn't enough of it yeah, because basically it was like one, two, maybe less episodes. So it's something I could absolutely, you know. It was. It was uh, only like a couple of scenes here and there. Anyway, it wasn't, you know. Yeah, it was. It was only a few scenes, and so I could, you know, I was happy. So yeah. you know that I could survive. But you're, you're yeah. right. Maybe, maybe, maybe after this final season, maybe that's the right time yeah. to end Cobra Kai. Yeah. And like, even to bring it round to back to video games, it's like we don't need any more Uncharted. No, the ending of Uncharted was perfect. Correct. It was I, yeah. I, I, hundred percent agree that that's how you end it. Um, would I enjoy playing as the daughter in the game? Maybe. Yeah, but then they they did that fistful game with um, with the two who was it. Uh, is um Zoe Nadine? Is it? Is it, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I never played it because I'm like, I'm like, where's Drake? <laughs> you have a point, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that yeah, without without Nathan Drake, without you know, it's not, yeah, not the same. 
Um, but, you know, those, those games are phenomenal. I think you got me under them. I think I remember the first game I was, like, going, like, how do I beat this boss? Chris, help me! Before, uh, yes. before I discovered YouTube videos that said, this is how you do it. <laughs> that was before YouTube. Well, no, it was yeah. around the time when... Well, well, it was before, before YouTube, the YouTube channels, all the really... gaming YouTube channels blew up. Correct. Which is, it's, it's, and we should take a moment's silence for all the, the phone companies that now don't get phone calls about, you know, people asking up, how do I beat this level? <laughs> and it's a voice on the other end of the phone going, well, you do this. Well, because they also, they're charging like $5 a minute. So fuck those oh, yeah. dudes. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know what? Yeah. No, we should, but we should, we should, what we should do is, you know, um, bow our heads in sadness for those quote unquote game journalists who, you know, oh. their, their entire careers can be done by a dude with the camera. And yeah. that has far more followers, and you know that, yeah. that, are, that are more liked than they they are. Yeah. Uh, who who knew who knew that that was yeah. going to be the case? Yeah, yeah, I know. But you know, I do I do love it for when you get stuck in a game, and they're like, you just go to YouTube and go, "How do I go here?" And you and you know, and it just shows you the the way you go. And but doesn't that you know, look? Doesn't that defeat the? I mean. Doesn't that you, make you it... know, you know, I have trouble finding doors, Chris. Yes, no, no, no. Okay, you know what? For someone as door enabled as you are, where you basically you struggle to find doors in buildings in games, then yes, okay, I, I get yeah. that. But maybe then you Google just really just like show me the doors of all the buildings rather than you know yeah. the you know. Look, I, I honestly, I only use it for this stuff that's like ridiculously stupid to and tough to find. Like, go dig up this this tiny little thing and you go you know, i can't I just can't the clue isn't matching up like the freaking with the new horizon zero dawn game horizon forbidden west there's a few of the door code puzzles that make no sense at mm. all and so i just go what's the door code for this level and they go Bloop, you know um now did you use the internet to cheat to beat the valkyries in god of war no I, no i did not I was that I was that leveled up that, and I don't think I actually beat all of them. I think I beat because apparently like they're 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 hard, they're but so apparently tough. it's easier if you sort of hit your armor specifically for like, yeah 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 yeah. No, but yeah, no. Well, I did figure out that you had to use certain moves and certain um, setups and all that stuff, but I don't I actually don't think I beat all the Valkyries because speaking of. Yeah. God of War, Valkyries, things that are basically uh, universally liked. Game stories, Jamie. What is one game story that is meant that you know stuck with you to this day, and that you even now consider like just memorable? Well, look, it's a, it's a tie. Um, I'd say between The Last of Us, the first one, mm-hmm. and um, Red Dead Redemption Two. All right. Show me your work. Why? So, Last of Us. I think we can, you know. Well, it's the first game that literally made me cry before the opening credits, um, <laughs> or before the before the title popped up. That that uh, opening was uh, hard to watch, and it was yeah. hard. It was even harder to deal with. Yes, I will. I would one hundred percent agree with you on that one. That it that was a brutal opening, and and there've never been a game opening like. There's never been a game no. opening quite like that. I think that I think that was just. Oh. Now. Mm um so then obviously you mentioned another one just um yeah red dead there. red dead red so dead why too. yeah so why red dead look well 
I'm a sucker for outlaw stuff. Like, you know, big Bush Ranger fan. Um, really? I've never, I haven't heard. Really? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, Bush, Bush. Look. And, and this will be controversial. I'm sorry, but, but Bush Rangers are better than, than Wild Wild West Cowboys. Oh, in my, in my opinion. Shit. In my opinion. Controversial opinion. Okay. All right, I'm, sorry, all right. I'm sorry to everyone in Texas uh, <laughs> that may be listening. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, okay, you, I need you to justify that because that was a slanderous look, statement. No, no, look, I, well, historically speaking, um, a lot of the Bushrangers are more about, you know, they've been persecuted or they've been driven to this point of this is how I, this is how I survive. Like most of the Australian Bushrangers, like there's a bay down in, I think it's down in, Victoria called Bush Rangers Bay. It's because that's where, when they'd escape prison from Tasmania or or a, or a prison hulk, then they would go to the um, go to the shore at Bush Rangers Bay, and then they they become a Bush Ranger out of desperation. This is how I survive. Um, a lot of them were victims of circumstance, essentially. So, and a lot of them wouldn't just go around just shooting people up. And- um, no, but there, there were a few that were just insane um, mm-hmm. but for the better part most of them were just completely gentlemen it's like imagine getting robbed by the most polite person you've ever met imagine Joel Osteen coming down the road going Chris I'm sorry but you're going to have to give me your watch <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to shoot you but give me your watch and you're going, well, he's so friendly it's my watch you know like that's 90, sure, 90%, sure. 90% of the time that's it when the Wild Wild West, it was in, in the States, it was um, more um, pew, 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 kind of. Um, they weren't forced into that situation. Mm-hmm. Albeit, and, and to this date, um, the most, uh, the Bush Ranger with the most robberies, um, I think it's over six, it was like 616. It was basically this dude in Australia that just walked down the road and gave me your money. Give me money. Give me, just one after the other, just robbing every single person that he met. So he must have worked for the and government. Then, and then the... <laughs> or, or that's where they got the strategy from. But then, this, <laughs> but then this guy comes along and goes... like, So the cops are following him, but they're stopping to interview people that just got robbed. And they're going, he's just over there. He's like 10 minutes down the road. It's like, we've got to take your statement. We've got to... It's like, do you want to catch this guy? Because he's, he's half that's, an hour that, down that the road. That sounds like the police, yes. That's, that's a yeah. valid point. Yeah. Um, mind you, you know, like the majority of the police force back then were well-behaved criminals. That does make sense. You know, it's like, hey, you've done your jail time. Here's a police badge and a gun and a uniform. But, you know, that, that's, that, that's my take. And look, why I love Red Dead is because it's, it's the struggle. Like the guy, um, Arthur Morgan, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, just murder people he doesn't want to be a criminal he's just doing it to survive kind of thing because my version of arthur morgan was a was a goddamn psychopath yeah but if you follow the story (laughs) (laughs) you'll be this 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 psychopath and then it goes into the story he's like i don't want to do this and then yeah i know that that was that was the best part he's like you know he's trying to be all nice in the the cutscenes are going dude we just murdered like 50 people (laughs) yeah 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 but look look it's it's just I just I couldn't stop, I couldn't stop playing it. I mean, I just think that you could just go off. You could actually just you know, fish 
You could spend the whole game just fishing and, and not doing the story or running around and hunt. It's um, but you know, I just love the story of you know, Vic. It's the victim of circumstance. I felt. Mm. Um, that's why I love that game and that that's story. A, that's a that's a good game. So for me, I had it. It took me a while to pick the two because. It was very tough for me to decide on the two things that I that I was going to talk about. But uh, you know, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was one of the discussions. Yes, and obviously, like every single sane person on the internet, Final Fantasy VIII is the superior one to Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Squall is a superior character to Cloud. Now, the reason Final Fantasy VIII was was a game that I played, and I think I finished that now multiple times, and it was the first game where it was kind of it was it was that weird scenario where they sort of announced it going like oh you know this one's sort of more of a love story and then i was going you know i was like what in year eight or year seven all the time going oh gross why is it cooties cooties but then i played it and it was it was incredible um one at the time because obviously it was ps1 the cutscenes were you know just spectacular the opening sequence to that game still um is still one of the one of the you know most iconic openings of any game uh the the epic the epicness of having a gun blade i mean who, i mean come on it's a gun and a sword it's fantastic um yeah but as you go through the game you sort of you know they, they go to the, the main character you know, it's it's that cyclical japanese storyline where basically you are influencing your own past because of the events that happens in the future but the there was just there was just some there, there was this amazing scene um, in terms of it was a very different pro- protagonist at the time now you know now like gruff uh, like gruff anti-heroes are every every fucking way but yeah. the, he, squall was one of the first and then like basically the, like the, the, the one the greatest scene was uh, there was a, a dance sequence where the, like, it's a graduation he's sitting in the corner he's just graduated from becoming an elite soldier everyone's coming up to him asking him things and he's basically drinking and ignoring them completely and then, then, then Renal walks up and goes, "Oh, you're like, you know, let's dance." And then he like he turns his head, doesn't look at her, and then she's like, "No, come on, why?" And he goes, "I can't dance." And then she laughs, and then like drags him to the dance floor. And then, and then there's an amazing dance number. And then you so obviously that sort of skyrockets their relationship. Mm-hmm. And there were so many moments within that game uh, where you know, yes, there's there, there's a whole thing about an epic battle between you know your your organization and the evil soldier organization, and you know stopping the end of the world, like there is in most Japanese games. You start off saving kittens, yeah. at the end you fight God. <laughs> much like much like much like most Japanese storylines, but it was just the moments between Squall and Renoa that really sold it for me. And I'm going to spoil the ending of a game that was released in a thousand years ago. <laughs> just the small small thing. So when she first sees when when she first sees you, uh, she basically holds up her finger like 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 going one, basically saying, "Would you like one dance? Would you like to?" And so and he, he had no idea what she was talking about. So then that's when she walked over to him. At the end of the game, after he defeats the the enemy, it is unclear if Squall's alive or dead. And they did that on purpose because they're dicks. And then they show everyone celebrating, and then they show basically it's through a camcorder. So basically, it's like you know, one guy's filming their celebrations. And you see, you see all the characters that you're celebrating, and then you see Renoa standing on the balcony alone, and you don't see what happens, and you see her just looking up in the stars, and she does the same gesture, and. It, it makes you feel like, oh, he's dead. She's just remembering one of the, the greatest moments of her life, or that mm. moment they met. And then it cuts. 
and then it plays from her angle and then the camera turns and he's there alive and I'm like going ah <laughs> amazing <laughs> and that yeah that to me was just again it was just usually well told storyline again it, eight does not get the credit it deserves in terms of you know everyone goes oh mm. seven final fantasy seven remake oh yeah you find it's like no eight was superior in every single aspect the other game was dragon age origins oh yes the reason why i like that game so much was because it was before ea so it was a pre-ea purchase mm-hmm. well no they, they built the game and then ea bought them and so they released it but oh. you know they had nothing to do they, yeah. they hadn't put their little sticky hands all over the project yet but it was it was the one time they had a very interesting character that was um i think it was morgana i can't remember her name now so the, the sorceress and in all of these Mass Effect games and all of these Bioware games, the whole thing is basically like, a, like, which character is my character going to bang? Like, that's the whole, you know, <laughs> we, 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 who's, who's romanceable in these games? And that was the whole sort of thing. Yeah. But the thing with that, there was an interesting take with, um, um, like this, with the character voiced by Claudia Black, who does an amazing job, by the way, as, as the voice mm-hmm. actress of, of the sorcerer, is like, sleeping with her, sleeping with her is really easy. <laughs> getting her to fall in love with you is a whole different scenario and that's yeah. actually really well really well written, uh, written and done and it's the first time in a game where like you know, so you go through the storyline um she does this ritual to so say you're you're a gray warden which means you have to fight some of the dragons which means you're going to die at the end because if you kill the archdemon you will die at the same time so she's basically going to find a way to cheat that out from you not dying yep. and then she says to you at the, at the very end like before the battle she goes like oh like um when i'm you know after this battle i'm gonna i'm like i'm done i'm leaving immediately i said to the to the screen before the the dialogue options popped up it said i will find you and that and then <laughs> and then the bam top option was i will find you and so that's the option i selected and then as when everyone's celebrating the king asks oh what are you gonna do and then that gives the options he goes i'm gonna go find her and that's what she, that's what he did yeah and then there's all these DLCs that were released. I never played any of them because I like, know my character wouldn't be doing that. My character would be going. And then obviously they finally released the DLC where he does actually go find her. Like that was a, it's an incredible story. Yeah. Um, Inquisition was good. And that was sort of them sort of coming back into form. But again, it was still one of uh, my favorite, if not the uh, greatest of the, the Bioware games. And they've made a lot of great games. Jade Empire, yeah. Mass Effect. But, you know, to me, Dragon Age was just classic fantasy, classic yeah. game. Yeah, I think I only played the... Um the last one that came out i think inquisition inquisition but that was still again that was oh, them going fantastic. back that was going that was them going back to form in terms of you know yeah there was some there was some there was a period there where they made mass effect 3 and then they made you know yeah. and, they made, <laughs> and they made which um, is funny because you know like i had no problem with mass effect 3 because i only ever played mass effect 3 oh yeah well yes, and, and yeah, you and mark were going oh my god I'm like, what is fun you should like it was you know it was and I think we all agree that it was good up until a point. Um. I know, like, <laughs> it was amazing until, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> the, yeah. The end. yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, and, you know, they stand by the ending. That's why they changed it. Because 100%, yeah. you know, they're, they're you yeah. know. Um, yeah. But still, yeah. Like, but those games are, you know, becoming more and more uh, slender. Obviously, yeah. we can't talk about story games, recent story games, without talking about God of War. I mean, obviously... Yeah, um, that was a gem, and I'm concerned about the new game if it's going to be as good. I don't think it's. Well, I, don't... I honestly think it will, it will be as good, but it'll feel like the same game. If you know what I mean, like, so if if like if you if you haven't played the first one, or the the one the last one, 
and then you played the new one, you'd probably feel the same about the new one that you did about the last one. I, I played all of the God of War games before that. So I played one, two, and three, and then all the all, right, yeah. you know, all the games. And so so I had a lot more context coming into yeah. it than you did. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. But and so some of the things that, that to me were more a lot more memorable, basically watching his restraint was it was, you know, you know, as an older yeah. man. Because I remember in one in the thing God War Three, someone gives you the weapon you need and you just straight up kill the person and you're just yeah. like because you know he was an angry man and obviously yeah. watching him grow and watching the restraint, as you said, character growth. Yeah. Um. That's still yeah. That again, in terms of a modern game, that's you know great storytelling. Great, yeah. great storytelling. That that's the one that stands out yeah. as well. Same as Ghost of Tsushima. That was again. These there are sometimes these weird games pop up that are absolute <laughs> gems. Yeah. Um, because who doesn't like, who doesn't want to be Batman? Yeah. And and Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> whilst you know. People yeah. play the game going, this is a game about being becoming like a legendary swordsman. No, this is a game about you becoming Batman. A killy Batman. No, it's not a killy Batman, a correct Batman. Yeah. No, well, the very first Batman, he used, he used to use, he used to be the Punisher, essentially. He used to use yeah. guns and throw people in acid. And Because yeah. as we both agree, if the Batman defeats the Joker and puts him into prison one time, and then yeah. the Joker breaks out. Sure. That's, you know, that's just the fault of the system. He catches him again, puts him back into prison. Then he gets out again. Yeah. <laughs> At that time, every single person the Joker kills from that point on is on Batman, is blood on Batman's hand. Yeah. There are, and it's, you know, I've, there was actually a scene in The Watchmen that, that perfectly demonstrates this, where Rorschach realizes and yeah. starts killing people because, you know, sometimes you just got to put a dog down. Like, and this, that, that, yeah. that, that's, you know. Um, but having said that, yes, you're right. Ghost of Shimmer, Killy Batman. Yeah, Killy Batman. It is, and it, yeah, it is fantastic. Um, I have to mention Horizon Zero Dawn because that first game was just. Mwah. So, no. so what what made like, did you like the game for the story was it more just because it was look a fun it was game? it i'd never seen a game like it before it, it was not only the story but the world it was in right you know post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic uh, but it's co a combination of you know tribal and you know futuristic and then combining them clashing them together and just the um look i'm a sucker for any game where you get to play as a kid first Ah, yes, the the, the the growing up and training montage. Yeah, and, you know, like, so you play as, as young Aloy as you learn to hunt and, um, you know, look after yourself. And then then, you, then you're then you an adult, barely. Um, and then you go off and save the world, you know? Um, <laughs> but you, you, you've played the second one now, what, three times now? Three, I'm on my third playthrough. Do you do you enjoy those games now more for the story well, or just for the actual just the well, I, I actually gameplay think the, itself? I think it's more the gameplay for the second one because it's just so more in depth and it's it's more difficult regardless of what setting you play it on. Because mm -hmm. um, if you want to get some machine parts, you have to shoot them off before you kill it. That was Which always is... the case, but I mean, it no, played no, it a little no. bit different than I did. I like, you yeah. know, I love the shock bow, like it was the, the shock yeah. arrows, like the oh, yeah, yeah. arrows. Yeah. Oh, the um, the tear arrows. Yeah, they're yeah. my favorite arrows. No, yeah. Well, I've got the, 
I'm using a very cheater. cheater or as I, or, or as I like to call them, the Christopher Nolan arrows there. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Like in in the second one, there's a there's a shock bow that you can get, and it's just like basically you just one hit, and then they go and like anything. <laughs> and I just you know it's very cheating. I love those games where they have that um, where there's, there's a game yeah. breaking. Loop. Look, it, and it's it's still a good story, but it, it hasn't got the same charm as the first one. Mm. Oh. Like, Do you believe that then? The first one was, was a bit of a fluke, or I think the first one was a fluke, sure, sure, like or made at the exact right time, right. Yeah, so is that is that perfect? Per- yeah. So you're saying that basically the first one was a perfect storm, yeah. Mm. I did, yeah, I just you know, because again, I hadn't you'd never seen a game like that before, never seen a story like that before, it was different, unique. Um, and then I watched the 100 and went, man, I wonder if they got some of this from. <laughs> Because the 100 is based on a book, so I'm wondering if they stole some ideas from. <laughs> I believe everyone steals from everyone. I think. Oh, I, just... I think I think there's overlap. Well, you know, you know, overlap, stolen. I mean, yeah. let's let's, let's yeah. be honest. It's the yeah. same. I mean, yeah. well, again, is it really stealing, or is it, or is Borrowing. it, uh, <laughs> is it paying like homage or something to 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 the to the craft or to the yeah. to the the thing? Mm. Yeah. No, but look, they'll forever be my favorite games, at least until something new comes out. Now, you said you had some interesting facts. Oh, I got some fun facts. Do you want some fun facts about I video games? Want, I do want some fun facts. Did you know, Chris, that Assassin's Creed was originally going to be a Prince of Persia spin-off? That makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. I love Prince of Persia, and it's a franchise that they have squandered, but again... Assassin's Creed is also one that they're squandering, so you know. Yeah. Well, it was originally going to be called um, Prince of Persia Assassins. Oh. It, to- it told the story of a female assassin tasked with protecting a prince in Jerusalem. And then it became oh, okay. Yeah. After a year of development, Ubisoft rejected the idea as it didn't focus on the prince enough. Which is yeah. funny because th- there's a thing called Zelda, <laughs> and, it's called- and it's called Zelda, but it's primarily about Link. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. See, no, that, that's just that's just because that look. That's just because Zelda has a better marketing director than Link does. Like, that's just you know, that's that's, and it's that's a better that's... it's better name. Like, if you saw saw a video game called Link, you know, would you be enticed? Would that mean would that mean that if Robin Williams had a son, he would would have called him Link <laughs> instead of naming oh. his daughter Zelda? <laughs> Ooh, you know, oh. I have to think of maybe. Probably not. Link's not a very good name. Like, no. it's not the same as Zelda, where it's like no, no, it doesn't. Um, fun fact number two: in two thousand and eight, Barack Obama campaigned in eighteen games. So he purchased ad space in eighteen different games. Mm-hmm. Um, he had vote for change billboards were in Burnout Paradise, Skate, Madden. And more targeted the demographic of ages eighteen to thirty-four. Ah, I missed though. Like I played skate religiously. Never, never focused on any of those signs, those billboards. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's also. I don't think. I don't think probably wasn't going to. It probably wasn't in the version you play because why would they show you an American advertisement well, for an American election? Yeah, well, that that's true. But I'm. But I'm like, wouldn't that just be in every copy of the game, or would they? Uh, change maybe. it for release 
I mean, they change things for regions all the time. So, yeah. Good question. Actually, like, you know, we should find that out because I don't know. I, I, my thoughts are they probably just change it for release. Yeah, well, no, well, they do it. Region. They, they do it in the movies. Um, I can't remember what movie it was, but they, when there was a storm or there was an accident, um, they had news reports in the, um, in the movie. And depending where you were, so there's an Australian. So if you're, if the movie was released in Australia, the news report was an Australia Australians doing the news report. And then if Americans, if you watch it in America, then you got Americans doing the news report. So they do change things. Okay, yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe you know, maybe um, yeah, that's a good point. But, but like maybe no, it, it, they... it, it, it makes more sense that it would only be in America because correct because you'd have some random German guy going why would I want to vote for Obama why would I want to vote for him <laughs> what, is it, what is his take on Hasselhoff and Strudel I don't understand <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um, there goes all of our German audience <laughs> of one um, fine then yeah but I'm sorry also, Hans <laughs> but also um Speaking of um, Nintendo 64, mm-hmm. in GoldenEye, it originally intended to include Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, and Sean Connery as playable characters. Oh, I'm assuming but, licensing was the reason they're not in there. No, well, it says that was all it says is that was the plan was scrapped prior to release, but the character models for these actors were still on the cartridge. So in 2005, a group called the Rare Witch Project cracked the game's code and found them. Mm. So someone hacked it and went, oh, look, there's Roger Moore, Sean Connery. I think everyone would want to play with Sean Connery. I mean, the greatest... (sighs) He's clearly the greatest Bond. I don't know. Are you more Timothy Dalton fan? I guess I, I, Brosnan had the greatest of the cheesy lines. <laughs> like like that one with the with the character, oh, what was the name? Christmas? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I want to open my Christmas present early or something like that. You just like oh. no, no, they're, they're, that's worse. Yeah, the, the lines are terrible. But again, yeah, they're so terrible that they almost they're almost good. Like, yeah. I don't know. Look, it was the 90s. The 90s was a very unique era for cinema again we had a daredevil movie with Ever- evanescence as a theme song so i mean it was oh, very... i think that was actually early 2000s man same thing same thing oh. same thing so 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 you you look, use the same method i do that the 90s are actually probably 92 to 2002 because there's a two-year overlap because people trying to hold on to the 80s in the early you know i think that's probably accurate yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that because you know, yeah. Well, at the moment, everyone's trying to hold on to the eighties, but that's a separate other. Problem. No, no, no. I think that's that's circling round. You know, it's because well, because no, because all the films are coming out and all the TV shows where they get nostalgic. That's what's it, bringing it back. Is it circling around, or is it just realizing their mistakes? No, I think it's just people getting old and then going, um, "Man, music went downhill at the two thousands." At that mark, um, and then go. Let's go back to the eighty because, because let's be honest, music hasn't gone down the toilet since two thousands. 
the eighty there's the eighties are the best is the best yeah. in terms of music. I think I think I'd say eighties and nineties. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of good nineties stuff. Really? Yeah, there is. I'm not no, saying look, the eighties are bad. I'm just saying it's that it's that window. Honestly, seventies, eighties, and nineties are the best. Okay, no, look, no, look, that's fine. I think I think that's a, I think you've said a, a fair. Would you rather listen to a boy band in the nineties or a boy band in the? I'd say the last ten years. That's okay. Come on, that's not even <laughs> <laughs> like. Come on, let's 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 on. let's be let's be realistic here. Yeah, we'll, we'll be realistic. Boys to Men is the greatest boy band of the nineties, if not all time. Interesting. Ew, that's a interesting. So you would put them above even the legends themselves. Oh, just give me a legend. In terms of boy bands, yeah. What about the Backstreet Boys, young man? They're okay. They're okay. I know Ryan's going to hate me for saying that they're okay, but boys to men, man. The 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 the, the harmonies, the. The, the the I don't remember their names, but the guy that was like really low and bassy, and then the. <laughs> so you don't know their names, but you're saying that they're better than the Backstreet Boys. That's yes. Well, I, if it's any consolation, I don't know the names of the Backstreet Boys. Just saying, but I can sing you some boys to men to prove you if you if you want. No, no, look, no again. I'll sing an obscure hey, one to, to prove that. Who prove doesn't that. love the boys? Again, we're not. I'm not saying the boys are in a bad or any way, shape, or form. Valinda. I can't explain the way we lose. No, I'm stop there. <laughs> Again, I am not Girl, saying driving me insane. that they're bad. And of I know not. I just need one more chance to prove my love to you. No, start in the wrong key. It's like take on me. You know, if you don't start in the wrong key, you're screwed. Oh, if you start too <laughs> high in that song, you're you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. you must start at the lowest possible octave. Yeah, but, you, but yeah, but then you, it can't be too low because I can't look. I can hit higher notes better than I can hit lower notes. That song is just hard. I think we got Walking gotta... away, I don't know what I should say. I'll say it anyway. That's all we got the rights for. Um. Fantastic. <laughs> but again, and and I think to that point. It's been proven now multiple times where, you know, um, with all these musicians and things and all these, again, any movie now, when they, everyone's doing 80s soundtracks, their movies, because. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's just what you do now. There's nothing, there's nothing, again, there's nothing modern that they, people want to, want to remember, I guess. Yeah. Um, I and, again, to... and, yeah. and I say that because people say, oh, what about our modern bands? I'm saying, okay, so. Pick a song to replace "Running Up That Hill" in the Stranger in Stranger Things in that moment, and say and say, would it be better without that song? No, shut up! Don't bring yeah. like. And also, yeah, but, no, but the then, other Journey song. You know, they have two great songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other probably, one. There's, there's probably more, and you just go, oh wait, that's Journey. Um, no, I know there. I know. I, like, I no, know but like, more. it would be weird if you had some modern song playing in a show that's set in the eighties. It makes no sense. But do you know again? The reason there's also a reason why they said it in the '80s because you know it's better. Yeah, no. Well, I, th- I think I said it in the '80s for the nostalgia factor, regardless of music. And then also, you know, anything that James Gunn does. So you know, '80s, you know, just right. No, well, he, no, well, he does '70s. Um, he does because, no, no, because um, 
Actually, no, he doesn't do a 70s. Guardians of the Galaxy, it was a 70s soundtrack. We got um, two, though. There was, was a bit more. I think it was overlap. Yeah. Because uh, he was taken in 85, wasn't he? Yes, I think so. And there were yeah, the songs that his mum, his mother listened to, correct? Yes. Yeah. Mm, but still, that's just, you know. Yeah. But I think I think that's where it stemmed from because, you know, in, in Ragnarok, there was some 80s stuff. Oh, that, that, that Ragnarok, the original, that was basically like an 80s sci fi movie. It was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. Had yeah. all the synth. And then I was like, oh, yes, yeah. this is fantastic. Yeah. And it had Jeff Goldblum. Had Jeff um, Goldblum. And then they I'm made then they made another movie. So then that we shall not mention because of it's terrible. No. Because any, anyone that supports that movie says it's it's still good. You're weird. All right, let's just say for for those people that are going if there was no MCU and just that movie, sure. Maybe I'd enjoy it. <laughs> You're right. You know? But we've also seen what they can do. So basically, yeah. yeah. So to that point, yes. If there was no MCU and that was the first movie <laughs> I ever saw, I'd say that's a fat, that's a fine film. Yeah. But we also know what they are capable of. Yeah. And that is not it. On your left. Ugh. Avengers. Whoa, whoa, hang on, hang on, hang on. If if anyone has the power of four for the next couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made that battle quite hand the geez, yeah. And then honestly, um Captain Marvel would have turned up and like had some epic e- entrance and we'd be like, oh, it's all right, we're all done. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been the world's quickest battle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last fun fact. Mm-hmm. The UK versions of FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo 2 shipped with the peculiar idea of scratch and sniff discs. If you scratched FIFA, it would smell like the pitch. If you scratched Gran Turismo, it would smell like an authentic pit stop smell. How random is is that? Weird. (laughs) Like, who figured that out? I don't. I don't know. To be honest, like, well, you know, I mean, when was scratch and Smith invent? uh, Scratch, scratch and sniff invented. Like the concept, or the yeah, like, like I mean, like because I, I feel like it was kind of dying out then. Maybe it was someone's last chance. Well, come on, man, let me do it. It's a great idea. Ah, who knows? That, 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 that's that is an interesting fact because man, I love those original FIFA games, they were great. They oh, were my terrible. favorite, my favorite one was I think it actually was 2001. Um, and it's where you could cre- create your own team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like players included design their jersey give them a name and i i created my current soccer team at the time bar one player because at the time i played um i think i created the old one like it's and we used to have a girl on our team like it's before the certain age group you could have girls play at this, on the same team as the boys yep yep I couldn't create the female character because, you know, it was a men's team or something. Yeah. So, and that's that again. Speaking of just fun moments uh, of sporting games, even though that wasn't the topic, but I will end it here. Well, well, it's a sports game, right? Yep. <laughs> there was an NBA game. I can't remember how. It must have been old. 
but it, like there was a, they allowed you to edit the teams and add players to it. And the, mm -hmm. and I I had and so what I did was I made it the entire team of Michael Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> So you're cloning to bring it right back around to cloning. <laughs> to cloning. I made a team of Michael Jordans and I destroyed every single, like it was like, and then my, my entire bench was also filled with Michael Jordan. So I would sub out to Michael Jordan okay. for Michael Jordan. Yeah. So now, okay, Chris, before we wrap it up, because this is about stories, mm -hmm. pitch me the movie for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it, is it multiverse or time machine? <laughs> No. Will you it, incorporate Stargate into it with the solar flare? <laughs> no, no, no. Here's, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. The NBA has, the NBA corporation has grown corrupt and basically, you know, has grown like evil corrupted. They basically, you know, and they've taken over the world. This is now a cyberpunk style world. And every <laughs> okay. single, and every single decision about, you know, politics, what happens in the world is decided on the court of basketball. And this evil corporation has obtained genetic coding for Michael Jordan. And so the so they've created them, you know, they, they, we'll call them Air Jordans because that's what, you know, <laughs> the Jordan brand. And so the Jordan brand controls all of North America, most of Central America, and they're now sort of spreading out across the world because they have a team of 12 Michael Jordans. <laughs> Meanwhile, what's a small country you can think of? Meanwhile, somewhere in some small other unknown country there are there is a rebellion building and they're trying to figure out how they can defeat iceland in iceland <laughs> they're, and they're trying to figure out how they can defeat all of these you know perfectly formed michael jordans they've seen all the great teams of you know, being defeated then they go they, they sneak into the lab to try to steal the secrets and then they find it frozen a player they they thaw him out it is the real and original michael jordan <laughs> and they he looks at what's happened and says no this is not what basketball is and then he teaches these young plucky icelanders about how to play <laughs> the real game of basketball and they challenge the cloned jordan army and because of the teachings of the real michael jordan who teaches them real the real way of the basketball they defeat the jordan corporation and then jordan takes over his own corporation promising to change the world for the better we will call this movie michael jordan versus michael jordan <laughs> the jordan wars i, I, I dig it. It, it it's a touch of mystery alaska meets made cyberpunk yep um <laughs> and maybe even a bit of uh, eurovision a little bit, a bit of everything, and then you know, and now, then Jordan will, will teach. It, the... Will it have an '80s soundtrack? It will, of course, have an '80s synth soundtrack. And then, because you know what? Because then Jordan will then the way he defeats the clones of himself, he'll be like, "There is only one basketball, and they all want the ball." And then he'll he'll lean in, he'll lean in to one of the players and says, "I wasn't." I didn't win my championship until we had Pippin. Until we, then he starts naming the other great Bulls players and says that the game <laughs> is not about one man. The game is about the team. I'm sorry. I thought you. I thought he was going to lean in and go. There can be only one. <laughs> no, this is not the highlight. No, that's the sequel. 
<laughs> that is a sequel where where the, the Jordan labs send out the Jordans all over the world and he has to go hunt them down. And then he realizes as he kills us, every single Jordan, he gains more power. And this is, you know, that's, then that's the fall of the hero because then he becomes you know so powerful then, you know, another clone has to then rise up and take his place. I'm sensing a, 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 a series coming. Oh, of course. And, you know, you know, and then a man grew up idolizing Jordan would have to then come back and take up and strike him down. <laughs> Again, perfect film, perfect in every way. And yes, the rights to this movie would be really expensive because Jordan wouldn't, I'm not sure if he would like it. <laughs> we'll have to get Harvey Specter to, you know, contact him for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. This go. was a fantastic 100th episode. Thank you all for sticking by and listening to us. Before we finally sign off for the evening, we do have one final message from our sponsor. Jamie, take it away. Take it away. This episode was sponsored by Rebecca Castles and the Rising Dawn series. Make sure you check it out on Amazon and um, Kindle, paperback, all that stuff. I've got links for her social media down in the show notes, so please check it out. Check her out. If you want to jump on as a sponsor, please um, don't be afraid to reach out. We love to support authors and creative people with creative minds. And also just letting you know that we are getting back into the swing of uh, interviews again. We're having our first returning guest coming uh, out next week, uh, Chad Miller. He is a horror writer, um, brilliant guy, um, and we're excited to have him back on. So keep an eye out for that. His name is Chad. Chad Miller. And it's really funny because Chad Miller is a really common name. So when I jumped on his website, uh, I was confused because I, I didn't put author after Chad Miller. And I just went chadmiller.com. And it's some like, you know, um, Palm Beaches real estate guy or something like prime real estate again i was just gonna say chad miller sounds like he's selling high-end real estate again that, that, yeah. That, yeah seriously like before we wrap it up i'm gonna go there right now chadmiller.com just to make sure i remember chadmiller.com uh yes are you chris interested in oh man these these are some pretty pricey houses Florida, Northwest Florida. Oh, okay. Panama. Do you want some Panama City beach vacation properties? You know what? I do. So when you speak to Chad you know, on the interview, <laughs> see if he's willing to do a deal or get us a deal on some of these houses. Yeah. And I'm not even joking about that. I do I do want you to talk to him about this and see if he has a deal. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, because Flor- I hear Florida is a great place to retire. You know, all the oldies go there. That is correct. Yeah. And on that note. <laughs> and on that note, speaking of old people in retiring in Florida, we bid you adieu. adieu.